Ed, Mind Talks, another podcast. What's happening? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yes, I can't complain. I can't yeah. complain, but I'm I'm excited. I'm definitely, definitely excited. So today, I, you know, I can't contain my excitement. Um, I'm extremely excited um, for, for both myself and Edwin. And um, reason being is because we've got a special guest on. Again, this is really the epitome. This guess is the epitome of why we're doing this podcast. This isn't. This is about you know, um, you know, speaking to experts and athletes. But we no, we don't just want to focus on you know the mainstream sports in the UK. We want to focus on a whole wide a, a variety of sports. And this is a, a classic example of what we're trying to do. So um, our guest um, is a former um, volleyball player, and she's slowly um, moved into the, you know the psychology and you know life coaching um, career. And it is absolutely you know an honor that we actually have um, a, a former professional here. So without further ado. Um, I really would like to welcome our guest, Miss Lorena Zuleta. So first and foremost, did I say your name correctly? Yes, perfect. Usually my last name uh, is pronounced really nice, but differently. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Hi. you. So I guess, yeah, um, first and foremost, yeah, thank you for, you know, taking some time out to, to come on this podcast. Um, what I w- want us to do is really take it all the way back. Um, I'm sure everyone will, can hear your accent. So where are you from? I'm from Colombia, South America. Oh, okay, cool. And tell us a little bit about Colombia. Tell us a little bit about your, your home life growing up there. Uh, Colombia, okay, I will describe it really fast. Uh, it's a medium country. It's not small, it's not big. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful people, beautiful, delicious food. Yeah. Then I invite everybody to visit mm-hmm. our Caribbean, Pacific, and Atlantic uh, place on, and tourist side of Colombia. Yeah. Um, I grow in Cali. Okay. It's the first city in Colombia. Um, there is a um, like really music salsa. Yep. A place. Then, if yeah. you want to learn to dance, go to Cali. <laughs> and yes, I grew up there. I lived in Colombia until I was uh, 19, 20 years old. Okay. And I moved out. So, so, what made you move out? Was it to do with volleyball or was it just completely? Yes. Okay. Yes. I started to train volleyball to learn when I was 15 years old and a little bit late for a sport that's very technical. Yeah. Um then I I was at the university, uh, but then I couldn't uh, have my scholarship because there was no money. And I decided to move to the United States because my goal, my main goal was to finish university, but also continue with volleyball. Yeah. And then I had the opportunity to, to get my degree and play for years for, for my university. Yeah. So, so what was the initial reason? How, how did you actually get into volleyball? Okay, um, my I have three, three, one sister and two and two brothers. All of them play volleyball. Okay. My father too. Yeah. <laughs> I was the only one that didn't play because I born with my hip out of place. 
Okay. The, yes, then um, it took me, I was like six months old, it took me six months to get the hip in the place, all healed, after yeah. I had to do some physiotherapy because I was not working right. Yeah. And the doctor said to my mom that my parents, that I, like, they advised me to never play sports. Wow. And for me, volleyball was just watching volleyball in TV or my, my sister and my siblings. When I was 15, I decided, no, I will do it anyway because I love this sport and I want to learn. I want to see what happened. And until now, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, about my hip. Yeah. Well, that, that says a lot. The fact that you, um, obviously, you, you were born with such a, um, with a problem like that and you still managed to persevere and make it to the level that you made it to when it comes to volleyball. Yes, many people didn't think I, I could do it. Uh, I was like really tall, but very slow, discoordinated. <laughs> then they said, but you are 15 years old and you have this problem. And I don't know, I just, my mind was there. Volleyball, yeah. this is, I, I just feel that that was for me. Yeah. Then I just keep pushing and yes. So I guess for me, um, you speak about, you know, that it was your brothers, your sisters, and also um, your, your father and played um, volleyball. Would you say that was one of your, your main motivations as to what kept you going, even when you were told that you shouldn't be playing volleyball? Yes, I think, uh, think that enjoy this sport, sports, sorry. Um, made me feel like I could be part of that team. Then that keeps me pushing that's to say, okay, I'm here and uh, because they are older than me, then I'm here yeah. in representation of my family, something something like that. And that yeah. that moment was not so clear what what I like I know what I knew why I was playing volleyball, but I didn't connect that so, so much to my family. Okay. But little by little that I start to say, okay, yes, now it's me who take volleyball and, and represent my family here. Okay. And with that, at what point did you like decide, okay, from my ability, what I've shown so far in volleyball, I can make it to a decent level? The truth was like with another teammate, we always dream to go to Brazil yeah. because they had like a very good league. And we always thought, okay, we should go there. We didn't know how to how that works with managers. We didn't know that. We just thought that taking a bus and go to one city yeah. and knocking the doors of professional teams yeah. that would that would work. <laughs> that was our, our our idea. But um, I really never thought that I have that potential yeah. because many people keep telling me. And that was true. Like, I mean, I was very behind from my teammates. They, they played since they were like eight years old. Then I was very behind. Then at some point you start to believe that. And I say, okay, I, I keep pushing because I don't want to listen to that. And I just keep pushing. But something in, my, in the back of my mind was telling me, you, this is like, yes, you, you will play, but professional, that is a high level. Don't think about that. Then when I decided to go to the United States and I didn't think that I was able to play in the United States. Then yeah. not even think about professional. No, I, I when I arrived there, I was my mind was like, okay, you you are here to learn. Because yeah. 
pressure, your your level is too low. Always in that in mind. Yes. That's interesting. So I guess um, from my perspective, when I hear what you what you said, it's a bit, you know, when you went over to America, it was just about, you know, the learning process and there wasn't yes. the, um, the, the, the vision of, you know, being a professional. And I guess for you, it was probably um, more ad- advantage for you because actually you're going there and you're just enjoying rather than just focusing on just trying to be a professional. So when 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 did it switch when did it switch when you was in america and you actually said to yourself actually you know what i am as good as my peers and and i can get to a higher level when when did that switch happen that was that happened yes you're right that happened in the united states um little by little i that was of course another level i was learning new things i didn't do what i knew and i start to notice the results not only from my from my team but also my individual, um, I was I was getting awards and people were telling me, "Oh, look, your stats!" Because before I didn't have numbers, now I had numbers. Yeah. And that filled my confidence of like, "Man, yes." Then if I'm good here, I should keep working harder to get even better. And then I switched my mind to say, even whether I'm not good enough, I will keep working on that. Yeah. To, to doesn't have don't have that gap between my skills. Yeah. Uh, my sophomore year and my junior year, my coach told me, uh, "Look, Lorena, I think that you have all to go pro. You have everything. Believe in yourself because he knew he knew about my mindset, and he said, just keep working, just keep working, finish school because you can do it. Then for my senior year." I, I knew, I, I was starting my senior year and I knew that pro was my next step. And you, you mentioned your mindset. What do, you, what do you think it was that gave you the, the mindset that you had to be, to push through and to believe in yourself that you could basically just become better than what people anticipated originally? Um... Since little, I always, uh, I don't like to listen negative things. And always thought that if somebody said to me something negative, my reaction was to be quiet, but show to them that they were wrong. Then I don't, I don't know exactly when that started, but it's something that I keep my whole life. Yeah. What I'm learning and what, what I learned when I grew up was Try not to believe on what they say because at the end, something and just a little bit stick in your head and you start to believe that that is true, even if you are pushing yourself to, to show otherwise. Then this was uh, just pushing and see what else can I do. The, the, the confrontation uh, uh, was with myself, never with another player or oh, look at level, I have to write that. No. I may I perhaps see my teammates or other players for inspiration, but never to compare. I was compared with my yesterday, sure. who I was yesterday, who I was last season to get better. Then I think that is my mindset that pushed me to get uh, and to be and to arrive where I, I did as a coach. You mentioned some really, really poignant things. Um, 
I like the fact that it was it was always about progressing, seeing yourself, comparing yourself from, you know, where you was before to where you are currently. So I think that really helps, uh, especially all athletes. One of the one of the things I want to ask you is your coach. So you mentioned earlier about your coach in the sophomore year, if I stand corrected, um, you mentioned how they said, yeah, you can make it pro. So what I want to ask you is, can you, can you explain and describe your relationship with that coach and the impacts that, they, that he, he had on you or she yes, had on you? Yes, um, he, he has, uh, Dennis. He has a big impact on me. Um, not, also, my coach in Colombia chose his name, but in that moment, my coach at the university, because uh, he is a sports psychologist <laughs> also. And then he, from the first year, he was hard with me, but hard in the way that he trusted. He knew what I was capable. He knew, he saw something that I didn't see in that moment. Yeah. And was not by saying, oh, poor little girl, you are not there yet. No, was pushing me. And I believe that every person has his own way to, to get motivated. Yeah. The way that he treated me and he believed and showed that he believed in myself, that helped me and that kept me definitely motivated. And also, like I was open to what he has to say to me because yeah. I knew that he was doing everything possible for my good, but not like treating me like a little girl, yeah. but as a woman and an athlete that he see myself. Yeah. And having the mindset, like the mindset you, you have, how was it like when you joined a professional team? Were, were a lot of the players, did they have the same type of mindset or was there different uh, mindsets with every every player? No, always. No, no, everywhere where I went, it has the, the team has a, the right mindset. I will say that when I was in my first year so as a volleyball play, professional volleyball player, perhaps I did have the maturity yeah. to leave my team and to spread the, the path that as a team we have to follow, then also the mindset. Yeah. Then kind of I let it go and I learned that that was not the kind of team teams that I want to be part of. I, I arrived also to think that the mindset was so positive that the results, we, we got champion and the Italian Cup, all of that. Um, then later with experience, uh, I had the, the power and the confidence to, to say to my, to my teammates, this is the right mindset. Yeah. This is the, we, 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 everybody, we have to look to the, to the same direction, bring the ball to the same direction, because if that is our goal, we cannot reach our goal with different paths. Yeah. We have to arrive to one. Then what is a say that say? We have to have one goal and one mind, all of us. Uh, but no, it wasn't easy <laughs> because mm -hmm. you know, all the teams had the right mindset for different situations, uh, different experiences, maturity, and yes. Okay. Um, I guess what I'd want to, I guess the next question for me would be with regards to team dynamic. Yeah, how do you prepare yourself when you're moving into, I don't know, a, a new team, a new group of people, um, what preparations mentally do you do to ensure that you don't feel out of place or you don't feel intimidated? 
Yes, I. But the first thing that I I did when when I changed a team was to learn their, their culture, especially if I, I, for example, I play in Indonesia, Kazakhstan, yeah. Thailand, there are cultures totally different of my Latin culture. Yeah. Then the first thing was uh, trying to learn something from them. I can't go, uh, like that, I will not go and be like surprised with anything or yes, with, with not so many things. Yeah. Uh, I always have to uh, try to have open mind. Then I will not go there to, to push and I say, I do things like that, then things must be done like I used to do. Yeah. I'm open to whatever they offer. And little by little, uh, if I have something to correct, something to add, yeah. or to, to give an advice, I will do it. Then that, for me, that helped me a lot. Yeah. Uh, being open mind to, to my new fitness and, and club. So, kind of moving forward with your career and having such a, a great volleyball career, what made you decide, okay, I'm going to go down the path where I can actually help people mentally? Um, through my career, uh, I find some moments uh, where maybe a coach, maybe the situation, drew uh, me out of my path, of, of my vision. And literally, I couldn't handle it by myself. I, or maybe yes, but it took me like two years to come back to that confidence. For example, I, I will give you, yes, one, one history, short story that happened to me. I arrived to this club. Um, the coach started to telling me my, myself was not good enough. Yeah. But why? Like, was myself always was aggressive? Then from five balls, perhaps I made two mistakes, but aces, three yeah. aces. Then that happens in volleyball. That can mm-hmm. happen. But then I made a mistake out of the court. That for like two months, and I start to not believe in myself. And then when I was in the court, always I made a mistake with myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to help myself. I didn't know how, like I watched motivational videos, I watched other games where my service was so good, but I didn't have the tools to help myself. Uh, then there, after one year that I kind of, um, I, I kind of get better in that condition mindset that I have, I start to, to think about what happened with athletes? Why we don't have that help? Because sometimes we can by ourselves. Sometimes yes, but many times we don't. Then little by little, I start to think that would be a good thing. I don't want that other athlete yeah, has to face what I face. Yeah. And I don't want to imagine other other situations like stress with the school uh, and sports because yeah. we want to study, but also we want to keep playing. These these things help me to decide. Okay, this is what I want. Uh, I already lost psychology then helping people and uh, this made me decide are many players I, I think it's still a little taboo of how athletes feel mentally yeah because we sometimes I feel like in some places that was like a machine then you I get paid 
I had to practice eight hours a day, yeah. play and get um, and win. But yeah. what about me? What 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 happened when when I lose? What happened when I practice so hard but still doesn't show in the game? Yeah. What happened with that person? That is a human being, an yeah. athlete too, but a human being. Yes. Yeah, you made you yeah you made some really really strong points. It's you know I mean you didn't say that, but sometimes you know sometimes a lot of um, athletes they almost treated like robots and machines, and you know forgetting that they actually have you know um, feelings and emotions. So yeah. that, that's something that you know really stood out. Um, one I guess my next question to you is. Um, the that period, that brief period, I think it was a two-month period where you was out the team. I know you briefly um, spoke on it, but can you just go into more detail within that period of how you was feeling when you was out the team? Yes. Um, like, I knew that if I was going in, in on the court, in the game, I couldn't make mistakes. Then there was already... I was losing that because <laughs> I was in that mindset. Yeah. I remember that uh, I, I come back home crying all the time, all the time, because I knew that I knew that I was able to play good, that my position was inside. I knew, yeah. but I just need that my coach tell me, go do your serve, do your aces. If you make one mistake, no problem. But I knew that I don't have that. Yeah. I also had like nightmares. And this may, may sound silly, but I had nightmares. Yeah. Me in the final line with a ball, ready to serve. Wow. Throwing the ball in the air and falling because I didn't know what to do. Mm. And that sensation was the same sensation that I had in the court. And I, I didn't have anybody to talk with. Uh, I didn't want to say anything because I don't want that they think that was because I know in the course. Then that period was was really bad for me. I start to doubt not only about myself, that is one skill, yeah, but about about everything. About everything, my performance, my decision to be pro, to continue playing, to the love that I have for volleyball. And I doubt about myself as an athlete and as a person. Mm. And what's was um how to describe the words? I was like lost. Yeah. Totally lost. It's 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 crazy that you say that because obviously we it's, let's say in other sports we've seen people um being dropped from teams and then they get given a chance to come back into the team and then they don't perform and then they're pulled out again. So obviously mentally that must have a massive impact on them because they thought, oh, so I can't make a mistake. If I make a mistake, that's it. I'm not going to get that chance again. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. So with with that, how how did you manage to get out from that situation? Okay, that uh, that was a really, really <laughs> next experience because uh, then I had this, this time, like really dark time. It was like two months then or even more, or maybe the, because it was the second part of the season. Then during summer, um, I always practiced with the national team, Colombian national team, because we had the, the Grand Prix and South American champions, all of that. Yeah. 
I went to, I was part of the team, I was uh, starting, uh, but I was, wasn't sure. I wasn't sure how I was going to compete with my country, for my country and perform good if all my confidence was, was I lost my confidence. And then little by little, I start to practice myself. I start to practice myself. And at the same time, I was working with my mind. What was the mindset that I was having in that moment? Um, I remember I was trying to be more present. Yeah. In the moment, it was a game, was a was a, a, a training. I was in the hotel with the girls, depressing. That allowed me to to kind of put back in my mind everything that that happened in the pro season. I remember that little by little I started to get more confidence and. And then we went to the South American Championship. And at the end, I got the award of the best of the tournament. Then I, it makes, doesn't make sense sometimes when I remember was like the, your coach took you out because you, he said, you don't know how to serve. And then you get over Brazilian players, Argentinian players, the award of best serve. Then I understood there the power of the mind. What's not my technique? The problem. I start with his his words, but then I believe on that, and my mindset was not the right one. Once I switched that part, I got a, an award. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> something was good there. Something happened. Yes. I think with regards to you, I think you are one of the the special and probably unique athletes who just have this um, this strength, this inner strength. And it's, it's, it's not widespread. So I guess for you, and I guess my next question is, how do you help um, the next generation with their mindset, and particularly if things are not going their way? Yes, um, right now I'm working with, with uh, young athletes. Yeah. They are uh, 13, 14 years old. Um, with them, it's a little different. Uh, of course, if I have an adult athlete, but what I notice is they want to be here. They want to talk. They want that we listen to them. Yeah. That they they feel that we care about what they are saying. Yeah. And what my my mission or what I want is that they feel that I'm listening to them. That I can talk with them. I can that I believe that they can do what they want to do. Yeah. Yes? I try not to put it in their doubts. No, nothing of that. Because they already are doubting about themselves. They are already thinking, perhaps I cannot do it, or what is agreeing, what I want to do, I'm not sure. I want to to transmit to them, I want to bring to them my confidence. I mean, like, I believe in you. Tell me what you want to do, I'm with you. Then this this is my way to help this generation. The day that they go to the university to work, adulthood, they know how to find themselves that confidence that is there. Just like perhaps they don't know yet how to bring out. Yeah. Do, do you come across a, a lot of youngsters who have all the ability in the world, but they have zero confidence? Ah, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Right now, right now. Uh, and it's not the only one, but yes, uh, 
you see her and you say, oh, she has everything. But it's lacking that. It's lacking and that makes me like worried because it's not only her, it's not only in sports, it's in school, it's social life. Yeah. Then, yes, many, many kids, many kids that they don't see and what I cannot say I, I don't understand because perhaps happened to me too when I was little and different other things. But I sometimes say, why, why they cannot see that, how valuable and how great they are, Yeah. but they don't. Then I think we, we are their coaches, uh, sport coaches or life coach or parents, lead them to see what they are, mm. how great they are. You know? I think one of the things for me is, um, and I guess this could be either, you know, ignorance or, you know, it, it, it could mean something. But when I look at a life coach now, particularly in sports, one of the factors that I think is a, a big barrier to them in getting through to the athletes is um, social media. So I guess my question to you is, how do you, how do you help um, young athletes um, I guess, deal with social media um, because a lot of the, the confidence, a lot of the, the lack of confidence um, in our young people does come from social media and the peer pressure. So how, how do you help young athletes with social media? Uh, yes, this, this is a, a big issue because uh, social media can be something positive, but not always for young people that still developing this confidence and yeah perhaps something that should be for their good, yep. they will not understand that way. Yep. What, what I, I try to, to transmit and to sometimes to teach because at that young age, a, a coach has to be also a teacher yes. in, in some point, is that learn first who you are. Yeah. In the moment that the kid starts to understand who he is, she is, start to see that whatever is in the social media, okay, they can admire them. Yes, nice, but doesn't mean that they have to follow them because they know who they are. And when, as, as an adult too, when we understand who we are, we start to appreciate what we have. We, can we improve? Yes, of course, we can improve. But we are unique. We, we are happy and confident from who I am right now. Then this is how I I work with, with, with the teams. I'm pretty sure in the future I will learn new new ways yeah. to, to do that. But right now I do that. Yes, I do this. And do you think with um, the the children that you work with, because you played at such an elite level, that they are more open and more trustworthy with you? Yes. I have to say that perhaps the first session, no, because they are more curious than other No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, are, they are looking at me like, I don't know if in English works, but like a fish in the market, yeah. open eyes, but nothing inside. <laughs> <laughs> because they want to ask me, well, where did you play? And what, you play with this player? And, <laughs> and I use this, this session to kind of, get their confidence and know that yes of course I I was a, 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 a professional volleyball player but doesn't mean that I am up there and you cannot reach me 
I'm here with you, you can reach me. And then we enjoyed that, our first, first session. Then later, yes, they, they, I feel, I don't know how it's with other coaches that perhaps there were no uh, players, but I feel that they open a lot. Yeah. Because we thought the same, especially now and with volleyball players, perhaps yeah. uh, like if in the future we have a tennis or football player, it would be different. But we had the same words, the same terminology, yeah. then get easier. And yeah. um, yes, I, I feel that they open. They, they are very open. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess what I want to do for, I guess, both myself, Edwin, and some of the listeners is really take it back and really unpack volleyball. So I guess in boxing, the, the, the first thing that they teach you is to jab. Yeah, so that's like your basic move. In football, it's to side pass. And in volleyball, what are the basic moves that you have to learn? Okay. And here's the difficult part. Because <laughs> volleyball uh, depends where you are. Then uh, if you are in front, better you jump and better you move uh, through all the rep, the, 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 the net. Yeah. Then if you're in the back, you have to be very low <laughs> yeah. for the defense and the yeah, big balls and, and all of that. Then it's, volleyball is a very complicated, beautiful sport. Yeah. Then uh, what, what the, the first thing, okay, now I remember, what, the first thing that they say is the ball cannot touch the, the floor. Okay. Yes? Then yeah. what happened in the court, maybe all of you go for the same ball and all of you hit in the head, doesn't matter. The ball never touched the, the floor. Mm -hmm. just, to, just on the other side of the court, but not in your, that is the first thing that you learn. Yeah. And, and with volleyball, working with um, children, do you ever have issues when it comes to their coaches? One time, but... Like if I have issues with, with the coach or the yeah. kids, no, 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 no. In that way, no. Uh, they're very open because they, at least until now, they're very passionate and they want that the, the kid improve and show. Because this is an age that kids tend to, to, to leave the sport, not okay. to, to quit the sport because... If they don't feel comfortable, or maybe, as I say, volleyball is very technique, then at the beginning, you don't enjoy that much yeah. <laughs> when you learn. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, they want, and they see something in that kid, and they want that they, they keep continuing. They're, they're very open with me, and they, they told me, oh, I, today I saw X girl doing this. I see she will need that help in that moment. Or no, she's improving. No, I, until now, I never had issues with, with the coaches. Uh, we, we work together. We work uh, for the same goal. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, obviously, being from the UK and football being or soccer, wherever you are in some places of the world. <laughs> um, Everywhere. <laughs> uh, 
um, you know, being the, the main sport. When I when I think of you know um, Colombia, I, I always think of you know football, and I think of this one footballer. He had frizzy hair, and I, he was a center. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely Carlos Valderrama so um I guess my question to you is um how big is volleyball in Colombia um is it one of the main sports is it is it a, a minor sport just explain just to the listeners of how big volleyball is in Colombia okay like uh, in Colombia like South America yeah is soccer then the first sport is soccer. The second soccer, the third soccer. Volleyball <laughs> <laughs> um, is, is kind of old in, in Colombia. It's, it's kind of old, but because everything works with um, money that is from government and, and private uh, companies, then it's not easy. It's not easy to, to get this, like sponsors. Yeah. But the national team is getting so great results mm. since uh, 2010 yeah. that now uh, volleyball is getting very popular. Not because before we didn't have followers, but because now social media, yeah. uh, the sponsors that and now the team is in Google, then people can show even more how important is volleyball. Yeah. It's still very behind of what should it should be, but yeah. it's getting there. Also, the the girls, uh, I meet them when they were little, like 15 years old. Then for me, they still like my babies, yeah. <laughs> even if I'm no longer part of the team. But uh, they are showing like great results. And then the government and private uh, companies, they are putting more money. Yeah. And it's getting getting there. It's it's, it's getting there. In the second uh, second team, the best second team in South America. Okay. Then the results are, are important. Yeah. Okay. And um, with every um, elite athlete, it comes to a point when they realize, okay, it's time for me to call it a day. When did you realize that? Okay, my time is up, <laughs> and. <laughs> And how how were you feeling physically? Was was your body like at the point where no, I can't take anymore, or was it more in your mind you felt you had achieved everything? Uh, okay, I can say that uh, my body was perfect. Like I, I felt like I could still play even perhaps three more years. Yeah. But I want something else. I want something else in a sports because mm. the sports competition is part of me. Mm. But then I, I start to balance to my life. Then I am married, then it's not easy to, if I don't play here in Italy, then it's not easy to be uh, in other countries. Yeah. Uh, arise one moment in your life that you have to decide. I, I don't think that the will of playing volleyball uh, disappear from me. I think it's going to be there even when I'm 80 years old uh, and nanny. I want to play volleyball, but I have to make a choice. Yeah. Um, this, uh, I think this is part of also what especially women, uh, athlete woman has to, to arrive to that conclusion, what to do. Yeah. And then I decide, okay, this is the moment. I feel good. I will leave my sport uh, with my head up because just it's my my way of cooking, you know, doesn't mean that has to be shared by 
other athletes, but I say I feel uh, good. I still playing a good level. I I will leave my sport like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I start something that has to be with the sports too. Yeah. Because I always want to get connected with athletes with with this competition. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's even if that uh, it's not easy. It's not yeah. easy, but I was thinking was going to be worse because I hear history of my my friends that they when they left in the sport they were like uh, depressed on then or having a really hard time yeah. that's normal because I think that 20 years doing something the same it's not no easy to one day okay but but for me perhaps I was expecting that and didn't arrive then I said okay good. Definitely, definitely ready <laughs> yes 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, yeah. So this is yeah. What I want to ask you: How did how did America? So your time um, in America. So just taking you a bit back again. How did um, America help you become an elite athlete? Because when you look at the American system, they 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 spend and fund and they put in so much money into you know the college sports and in sports in general and you can tell that it, it just breeds um just a, a a huge amount of talent but also what i've seen as well in a lot of these athletes in Amer- these american athletes is that they have this extreme mentality where they just always want to be the best so talk to us how america the american system help, helps you I guess in, 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 further improve or further better rather your your already good mindset. Okay, I first I would say about the volleyball uh, helped me a lot because they play really fast. Then that was like put me up. I don't know how many levels of improvement. Then the the mindset I think it's something American thing because. Uh, how can I describe from outside? Like they know that they are a potential as a country. Yeah. Then they born. I don't know. They born. They grow up with this mindset that yeah. they can do what they want to do. I mean, like you want to open this business, work for that, and you will open it. Mm. That kind of mentality. Perhaps mm. us of Latin Colombian people, we of course we have something like that. We not like. We can open <laughs> activities, but we always think, I don't know. We, we perhaps find more I don't know than, oh, yes, I can. Yeah. Right? Then um, I start to see that mentality in my, in my teammates, American teammates, that you know how the thing just to follow. Yeah. Because what's so strong that you say, I, oh, I see the results of my teammates. I have to follow. And one year, two years at the end become part of you. Even I have to say that every time that as a pro I play with American players, I love it because they they had that I don't know that push, that energy, that thing that you just have to follow. Mm. Yes, yes. They, ne- they never give up mentality. Never, never. Yeah. They're so strong. That is something that I admire. Not only when I was in college, but now when I see a, a, um, a professional player, I, I play with Kevin Lloyd, with Kevin Major, that yeah. the, the center and the middle blockers of the American national team. 
And I have to say that I was like, wow, I, I, I might get something from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. But was there any any player that you played with in, in the States that they gave the image like they were strong mentally and they were had the right mindset, but deep down it was just it's a cover-up? I have I have teammates, yes, that they they show they were strong and I don't know like why or what many play many of my my teammates they came to me to talk yeah. in the locker room. I don't know why like or oh Lore, can we take a coffee or tea or something? And they opened to me. Yeah. Because if no was not for that, I would never, never say, oh, that person is facing, I don't know, confidence yeah. problem or yeah. motivation. No, they, they, they had that power in that moment, be present in that situation yeah. and take the best of what they don't have yet. Then perhaps after they will dab and they will cry. And, but on the court, it was like, wow. Yes, yes, yes. I think one of the, uh, I think another area that I would like to go into is um, you've played in quite a few places. So um, how did you, I, I think for, for most people, mm-hmm. um, one of the, 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 the big ways of, um, or the biggest, uh, I guess, uh, barriers to adapting is, is the food. So can you talk to us about <laughs> maybe a culture, maybe a country that you went to and the the, the food, you know, took a little bit, um, some time to get used to? No, so sorry, but I hear, no, like, since I was little, I always want to try the world, always. And that was, it. I don't remember now, the channel that was, um, there was this show that they had, like, I think called Backpackers. Yeah. And they go through the, every country. I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, I never have problem with the food. Okay. Never, never. Of course, sometimes I get sick because perhaps very spicy in Indonesia, uh, perhaps very exotic in Thailand. But I was there. Like, my team is, oh, I will bring you to, I don't know, McDonald's or something like that. Similar to your food, I said no. I want to eat local food. Yeah. Then I in that for that moment for that time now I never have problems. I was okay. very excited to 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 eat different food, okay. international food this year. But a lot of the other ways that as an athlete you have to deal uh, weather, uh, cultural uh, habits, um, things like that that you have to deal with that and yeah. learn as soon as possible really fast. Yeah. Was was there anywhere that you struggled to adapt to like in terms of their culture um, while you were playing? Yes, were cultures that uh, that were a little bit um, different perhaps. It, the coach be, be, being a man uh, was kind of giving power over treating athletes, female athletes, in some way. And I never thought, um, I never I never was agreed, and I'm not real of uh, treating people just because the gender or any other thing. Yeah. Then I I have hard time there. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Because respect is the first thing that, that I 
I pretend to give, but also to, to, to receive. <laughs> and that was cultural because my team is they explain it because I say, why you don't say anything? Say something like and they say, no, no, here is like that. Yeah. What's what's hard for me there? So you're, I guess you're not at home and then you're having to deal with these issues where, you know, it, it's definitely, uh, you know, gender kind of um, bias. Um, what's the biggest learning? What's, what's the biggest learning? Um, uh, yeah, what is your biggest? Yeah, so I have, yeah. So what I'm trying to get at is what did you learn the most from that um, situation? I learned to to never um, or put myself first in that situation. Yeah. Then never think that that kind of um, aggressivity was because something I did. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then what hard what was necessary to understand. They are like that. I will accept that because I cannot change. I'm here, I'm a foreigner, I'm here for one season, perhaps. But I just can control how that situation, how that person will affect me. Then I learn to, and I keep, I keep learning because I never will finish to learn, but how not to let that situation affect me, myself. And yeah my belief and my belief is respect then but I will not change that I will not um, yes I will not change that respect but okay I cannot change you I will control how you affect me that I can do then I start to because I never have to face that, that situation yeah and then yes this is the thing that I remember I got from that from that season so growing up, who were your favorite sports stars? Okay, uh, easy. <laughs> Even if it's my volleyball player, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Michael Jordan. Uh, then other volleyball players, uh, Mireya Ruiz. Okay. Uh, Mireya Ruiz because, but she's really short player but she jumps she used to jump so high like really high and one of the best in the world not the best yeah then that was an inspiration to see uh, how a player that had everything against her just looking at her yeah she changed everything and she she said no i'm here to do what i love then i i feel with her very like identified maybe. Yes, I feel like very relate to her. Yeah. Even if I didn't arrive to that level, <laughs> that jump, but yeah. I'm very happy <laughs> that she was there to give, to, to tell me, okay, Lorena, uh, you perhaps doesn't, don't have yet everything what you need, but just keep going. Yeah. And both of them, like Michael Jordan, I need your I think Michael Jordan is, um, is, a, is, a, is a common name that's usually named amongst um, most people to be honest yeah. yes. uh, uh, um i guess i guess my last question to you would be if there are any listeners who would like to get into to volleyball um explain you know the, the benefits of volleyball and 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 what skills are they likely to develop 
Uh, volleyball is one of the sports uh, where you learn to, to work in, in a community. I mean, like, um, all, this, all the sports, of course, but you cannot play volleyball by yourself. It's not like, I'm the best, then I will have the ball just for me. Yeah. You have to learn to share yeah. them. It's like three, maximum three coaches before you can pass to the other side. You cannot do it by, the, by yourself. You have to share. Um, and because everything is so fast in a little space, we tend to think the same. That is the goal of everything. We yeah. have to have the same goal and learn how to dance. We say that volleyball is a dance, mm. dancing sport. Because yeah. if I move to the right, everybody moves to the right. If I move to the left, everybody moves to the left. And I have to know what my team is doing in the back, yeah. in the back of the court. Then for sure, social skills, like communication, listening, a lot of listening and active listening. Yeah. Because you have you must learn to listen all the indicate like everything. Yeah. For example, I was a middle blocker, I had to block three three players, three or four players, and you have to listen all the instructions yeah. in one second that happens the action. Then Many skills uh, kids will, will, will learn from, from volleyball. A part of a uh, really good condition, physical conditioning, uh, jumping, but mostly, yes, how to work in team. Teamwork, yeah. Okay, um, Miss Lorena Zuleta, um, we are very, very, very happy to have had you or to have you on. And um, we definitely need to bring you on again. There's so much more that we both have, I know we both have um, questions for you. So we definitely need to have a part two. And for the listeners out there, this is a, a, a really special one because it's about, you know, uh, a sport that doesn't get the coverage that it, it deserves. It's an Olympic sport. It's a beautiful sport. Um, there's a lot of skill in it. And, you know, why not um, just find, you know, some clips on YouTube. And if you ever see it on, why not just uh, just watch a game? And actually, watch old clips of Miss Lorena Zuleta. So <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You, you you can go for other players. So guys, until next time, take care and stay blessed. <laughs>